The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome, welcome back to the officially unofficial podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Junta, Fall American. We are joined by a very special guest, a good friend, Peter Apple with Just Baseball. How are you doing, brother? And I'll be honest with you, I'm assuming you're not doing great because the New York Yankees are poverty again. Welcome to the basement. How are you doing? Yeah, thanks for <laughs> leading me in with that. That was great. Um, no, I mean, yes, I am a Yankee fan, but I do pride myself on being able to analyze the rest of the league. You know, I do that on my show and... Um, I'm more interested in the league of baseball. Like, for example, I'm pretty happy for the Mariners. You know, I like that game one zero, the Yankees made about a million mistakes on the base pass and that was their downfall, but you got to give credit to the Mariners here. Yeah. I mean, Luis Castillo continues to be the Yankees father. That's oh. a reality. So when they make it to the playoffs, the Mariners, if they were to face the Yankees in a, in a five game series, seven game series, whatever, they're going to have confidence moving in. That's another point to the Yankees not winning. It's not just, you know, oh, the Yankees suck right now. It's these playoff teams are gaining confidence. Like, we can beat that team. But on the same side, if you are the Yankees and you've been the greatest team on, on the field until this last stretch, everyone is going to have a bad stretch. Like, nobody's talking about the Astros not hitting anything either. So, yes, is it actually kind of good that they had it right now in August, getting ready for then September, October? It's not the worst thing in the world. Does it seem like the end of the world? Yeah, probably, because it's been a complete opposite of what we've seen. But I'm still not worried. It's 162. You're right. I, listen, man, I'm a true Yankee hater. Uh, Which and is if, fine. I get it. If I... I continue to bet on the Yankees and they continue to lose. So I'm going to send an invoice to the Toronto Blue Jays and to all the American League East teams to pay me for it because I just keep losing money on that fucking team. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going let's on. Let's talk about your Toronto Blue Jays. How's that? No, they're Reyes po- no, no, no. They're poverty. Doing? They're poverty. The Toronto Blue Jays are poverty. I have no high hopes for this team. I've said it on the Toronto Blue Jays podcast. I do. I, the, the Baltimore Orioles are on paper not substantially better than the Jays right now. I am saying it. I'm going to stick my flag in the in the grass. The Baltimore Orioles are night and day better than the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm not scared to say it. I'm a Blue Jays truther. When you have Kikuchi, thro- when you're throwing Kikuchi every five days on the Toronto Blue Jays, and then after Kikuchi, you throw fucking Barrios, 
that's just I, you can't win. And then the, the bullpen, Jimmy Garcia is the setup guy. Holy, I mean, he's been decent for majority of the year, but you, you don't win Jimmy. baseball games. You don't win baseball games this year, man. You don't win baseball games with Jimmy Garcia as your fucking setup dude. Plain and simple. <laughs> you mean Jimmy Garcia? No, it's Jimmy. That's how you pronounce it. The Jays, the Jays announcers. Yeah, I'm just I'm teaching it. Really? Thing. Yeah, the You're Jays announcers me? like correct it. They say it's Jimmy Garcia, not Yimmy. I heard the Marlins guys when he was on the Marlins saying it's Yimmy Garcia. No, it's Jimmy Garcia. I could be wrong on it, but that's how the Toronto Blue Jays. I announcer, could be wrong too. Dan Shulman. Dan Shulman announces that. That's how he says it. So and I trust my guy Dan Shulman. Yeah, I, I do like Dan Shulman a lot. Ever do it? I have a funny stat for you. So. Jordan Romano, obviously, you know Jordan Romano, closer for the Jays. He's pretty His good. ERA on the road is 540. At home, it's 40. It's 40 at home. So there's a little nugget for you. Maybe you can mention that on the Just Baseball Show. Credit me. Jordan Romano on the road is the worst closing pitcher in baseball by a long shot. He's 0-4 on the road. At home, he's, I think, 2-0 and with a .4 ERA, sub-1 whip, and opponent average below 170. He's going to be on the road in the playoffs. Well, it, well, if they make it, I mean, I don't know. Make, I do think they will make it. They're going to make it, but they're going to lay a goose egg. And I'm just preparing. I'm mentally preparing myself for it. I, I was beating the shit out of my fucking couch yesterday because I had Jay's money line to win a shit ton. Next thing you know, three-run nuke by fucking Odor. So, yeah, the bullpen stinks. I have one question. Oh, I have a stat for you and then a question. Stat. Yeah. You know how good Adley Rutschman is? Because... You know how Alejandro Kirk has been amazing. He leads yeah. catchers in F4 this year, or at least he's up there. I think Jose Trevino actually does, but Kirk is right there. He's all-star, awesome. He's got a 3 F4. Adley Rutschman has a 2.7 F4 in 63 games. He's disgusting. I can't stop watching him. I was like, And I talked about this in last week's episode with Spencer Watkins on the Orioles, who, by the way, has been pretty good like since yeah. his last start. I, I, asked him, I asked him, and he said, Adley Rutschman – like he's so young, but he already knows every single pitcher. He gets to know every pitcher on the team. He understands their sequences, gets to know them personally. He said he's never seen a dude like this before. Like Adley Rutschman is like night and day above anything he's ever seen. And the fact that he's so young, the Orioles are going to be a fucking wagon for so long. I hate it. I, I hate it because the Jays are going to have to deal with this shit, but the Orioles are just, they're legit. They really are. Their farm system. You know, they might have the number one overall prospect in baseball, not named Adley Rutschman. His name's Gunnar Henderson. I heard that name. That is such a baseball. Like, that guy fucks. Like, that, that guy's guy going to minor league cities and fucking. Connor Henderson. <laughs> and he's handsome. Handsome devil. And they also have, so you know, the number one pitching prospect in baseball. Grayson Rodriguez? Grayson Rodriguez. That's on the front of the course. podcast. That's my guy. That's my guy, G-Rod. Yeah, he he's looks electric. like a bigger Shane Bieber. Dude, and, by, and he throws so hard. Like, I asked him the first time. I think when he came on, I was like to him, like, when's the first time he hit, like, 99? He's like, I think it was, like, junior year of high school like <laughs> i was like dude fuck you bro <laughs> like, he's so good dude like and the fact i feel bad because he's injured right now so orioles country's not gonna be able to see him uh pitch for a while i don't think it is i don't know when he's gonna be back but fuck dude you add that to their stuff their staff and by the way i talked about this with uh wadi felix bautista might be the best closer in base i mean th- why is no one talking about this dude what the fuck we just talked about it so we did most surprising player on each team and I couldn't come up with anybody better than Felix Bautista. I mean, Felix <laughs> Bautista, 100 with the splitter. And another interesting stat about Bautista, 92.5% left on base percentage. What so not, the fuck? Yep. 
So not only is he, you know, you give him one inning and he has six saves already when Jorge Lopez left, like he can be the closer. It doesn't matter. When you put him in seventh inning, no runners on, or excuse me, bases loaded, nobody on, or nobody out, doesn't fucking matter. This guy is impossible to hit. Impossible to hit. So the question I had for you, so you know how the Yankees suck, Blue Jays suck, yeah, Red Sox, Red Sox are terrible. Sox. Orioles, you know, they're fun, but like, okay, like, you know, twins are mediocre, it seems. Decent. Astros yeah. are having a slide. Who's good? I'll tell you who's good. And it's not a team that's not in the AL. It's the New York Mets and the okay, LA Dodgers. Okay, but I'm Dodgers. saying who's good, though, in the AL? Like, every team sucks, but like, at the end of the day, these teams don't all suck. They're just all going through a little bit of a lull right now. I, I, if I'm putting my stock right now on a team, I think just based off of the fact that Lance McCullers is coming back and he's a freak, right? I think he's coming back in September. I think it is, or, or, or later in August. But I'm going to say the Astros are the best team in the AL. Is that yeah, crazy I to agree. say? I, 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 no, I think I they agree. are. I agree. They're going to get McCullers Jr. back, like you said. He's like he's like getting a pickup. It's like the Mets getting Degrom after the fucking break. Not that good. He ain't that. Yeah, good. it's he's same thing. Though. It's like from, you're like he's a nasty. Good... It doesn't matter if whatever he gives you. They have Javier. They have Verlander. They have Framber. They have Luis Garcia. I mean, they have they have anyone. I, it doesn't matter. Put McCullers Jr. in there, and they're disgusting. But we got to talk about the NL though, because obviously the AL. Listen, the AL, in my opinion, is shoulders below the National League. The National League. I mean, listen, the Padres have been iffy. I get, like that Dodger series really exposed them. I don't even know if Tatis enough, even, though. Tatis doesn't make that much of a difference in that lineup, though. I mean, he does, but like in that Dodger, no, Dude, but here we go. In that, that Dodger back. series, does Tatis win any of those games? No, but the Dodgers are a juggernaut. Like, and also you had the Padres where they haven't really meshed yet. Like they had a tough first game against the Giants. Then they exploded for seven runs. Soto and Machado hit those home runs. Then you move forward to today's game against Jacob Junis, and they lit him the hell up, oh. seven and runs in two innings. They're going to be really good. It took them a week to mesh. Everyone freaked out. That stat about the not scoring twenty in 23 innings got all the, all the way up to 27 innings or whatever. Then they unloaded. It's the San Diego Padres with Brandon Drury, who just went yard today. Oh, he's fun. Yeah, he's awesome, dude. Oh, and Soto God. and Bell and Machado, and then you put – Cronenworth and you got Tatis in there. Like, tell me they ain't hitting. They hit they're hitting. That's a good point. I mean, listen, man, Brandon Drury, when he was on the Blue Jays, was one of the worst hitters I've ever seen in my Crazy. life. And now he's just like a guy you're trading massive prospects for. It's one of and the he's worth we, it. And he's so worth it. Like his first game hitting a nuke and kind of outshine what Juan Soto did for the Padres in his first game is like, this is Brandon Drury. This is what baseball is. A guy that's like who was a nobody three years ago on the Blue Jays, they cut him. And now he's like your 23 home runs. I think he has this year. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It really doesn't. But what are your thoughts on that Soto trade? Because there's some of those prospects they gave up, man. I, what's his name? James Wood. That kid is a fucking menace to society. He's a freak. He is a menace to society. Robert Hassel is going to be very good. Um, I mean, you got, you got the biggest package in MLB history. That's what they got. But I don't give the Nationals like a ton of credit here. Okay, you traded Juan Soto. You could have gotten the four best prospects in everybody's system. Did you have to attach Josh Bell to it? Yeah, what, what the Patrick fuck was Corbin that? To it? And then, so when we look at the package, it's unreal. 
CJ Abrams could be a guy who we look back and say, wow, he had 3000 hits in his career. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really like a lot to say that on a guy, but you know, if you're picking out prospects, he's one of them that if you had to say who's going to have 3000 hits, like he's one of those guys, you look at a James Wood who, you know, I thought he was getting a lot of hype because he's six, seven and 19 oh, and my, it's the living piss him. out of the ball. And then I was talking to Aram, who's our prospect guru, like the co-founder with me at Just Baseball. And he was like, I'm buying in. And the reason I'm buying into all the hype, he doesn't whiff. So at 19, with that big old body of his, with the 115 miles an hour exit velos, he's walking over 10%, striking out less than 20%. And his in-zone whiff rate, which is like an important stat because you look at like, you don't want guys, you know, it, it's one thing if like you strike out, everyone strikes out. But if you're whiffing on pitches inside the zone, that could lead to more problems. If he ain't whiffing inside the zone, dude, and he's walking and he's hitting the piss out of the ball at 19, we're looking at like a top, what, 10 prospect? There's not many people that can do what he does. Yeah, dude, I, I listen, I... I was ready to give up the farm to get Juan Soto because Vladdy was like liking pictures of Soto and Jay's jerseys and shit like that. And the Jays have the system to do it. I mean, it would take a Ricky Tiedemann, maybe, probably, obviously. Yes, or, or, yeah. dude, yes. You just it, gave up four of the top. Pro- like Ricky Tiedemann would have been like the, honestly, like the fifth best prospect in that deal. And also the the putters got Yarlin Susana, who throws 100 and is 19 and he's 6'6". Six, six. Like... <laughs> I, I don't get it. Yes, you'd have to give up Ricky Tiedemann. You have to give up everybody you know. But you'd dude, I'm going to top you. I'm going to top you in the Blue Jays Twitter for a second because you probably you're not probably familiar with it because I had to deal with these people in the mud and the TikTok comments. There was I made a video and I said the Jays, if they want to get Juan Soto, they'd have to give up Boba Shut and that yeah. would even be a main piece in the thing. And people in the comment sections, no, 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 can't give up Bo. You can't give up Boba Shut. Do you not fucking understand Juan Soto at the age of 19 fucking years old was winning World Series was he is going to be a 3000 hit 500 home run guy. That's not even a hot take. He's just going to do that. He's a generational hitter. And we have these dumb fuck Jays fans saying you can't give up Boba Shett. No, 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 no. You can't give up Boba Shett. And Kevin Biggio in the same deal. No way. No, no. You can't give up Kevin. Dude, like I, there's no fan base like it. I mean, so. It's just wild to me because, and speaking about Ricky Tiedemann, I don't, I don't know if many of these listeners, because more of these listeners are American. Ricky Tiedemann's a massive pitching prospect in the J awesome. system. He's unreal. He's 19. And I'm just going to, I'm going to talk about this tomorrow on my other podcast. I genuinely think he's better than three quarters of the Toronto Blue Jays staff right now. Like he, if you put him in the, if you put him at the Rogers center, he would be more competitive than three quarters of this fucking bullpen and this rotation. He's better than Kikuchi, obviously, but it's just, it's wild. So Ricky He's Tito. better than Kikuchi, obviously. At obviously. That's not even a question. You know, Kikuchi's the 24th highest paid pitcher in baseball. Isn't that wild? Kikuchi makes Dude. more right now. Kikuchi makes more than Aaron Nola. Um, Yeah, they're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the Jays have him for three more years. Let's I mean, yeah, go. Have fun with that. Yeah, I mean, he's been. Uh, yeah, I I got nothing for you. I mean, you know the 
I just didn't think the Blue Jays were ever going to do it. They don't really have the prospect capital. Like you say, Ricky Tiedemann, I agree. He's one of the better left-handed pitching prospects in baseball. But he's no, like, you know, he's no Kyle Harrison of the Giants. You know, he's really, really talented. I watched him in the Futures game. Loved what I saw. It's an exhibition and it was one inning, so take it with a grain of salt. And I've watched more video on him, so I know him. But I'm just saying, like, seeing him live in person helps you, like, really, like, put a face to the name, really see how he operates against really good hitters. And he looked great. But, like, it takes way more than Tiedemann. It would take Tiedemann, Bichette. Like, they'd probably ask for Manoa, too. Really? Oh, the, yeah. Fuck me. I'm like, I can't Dude, I mean, think I can't about give up who Manoa. they gave up. Like, they up gave Manoa. up their entire farm system. Into all the, the Nationals are now a top seven farm system from one of the worst in baseball. Padres went from one of the best farm systems to one of the worst. They gutted everything. Do you, Robert Haas, they gave up three top 25 prospects. Do you, are you... So, example, you're obviously a, a media genius. Do you have memes already ready for if the Padres get eliminated in the NLDS, ready to go? Like, do you have any, like, vi- like, are you ready to, like, what are the roasts going to be like? Because baseball Twitter is going to be the greatest thing of all time if the Padres lose in the NLDS to, like, a wild card team or, like, something like that. Like, yeah. it would be the funniest thing I've ever seen. It really will be. See, like, that's weirdly not what I'm thinking about. I don't think about that kind of stuff because at the same time, I also know baseball is so random. It is. Like, just because they lost in a three-game set in the wild card to the Braves, who are also loaded. Yeah. Like, if they give you Freed, um, I mean, they'd give you Kyle Wright. Who am I forgetting? Who would be the two? I mean, you can say Chuck Nasty, not Ian Anderson. Schreider, duh. So, you get those three. Like, those are three really good pitchers. And you got Austin Riley, who's an MVP candidate. Ronald Acuna Jr., Matt Olson, Dansby Swan. Like, that team is also loaded. If they're to lose to the Braves, I'm not, like, that guy to come after the Padres for going for it. I commend the Padres for going for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all you want from your team. If they were to lose, like, I know it's boring. This is a boring answer because it's more funny to be like, yeah, they suck and it's hilarious to go at them. And, like, there's probably going to be some funny jokes that I end up liking on Twitter because I think it will be funny. But I'm not in that boat. Like, I'm not going to go after a team who really goes for it and ends up coming short because at the end of the day, not only did they get Juan Soto for this year, they got him for two more postseasons and Tatis has been hurt the whole year. So I think Preller is not just looking at this season it's like if we don't win it's fucked he's probably thinking to himself i'm set for the next three years as one of the best teams in baseball and he's right based off his resume right now are are you a part of the manny machado's a hall of famer campaign i made it i made a tiktok about it i was getting there was a lot of mixed reviews about it because a lot of people were like no he's not a hall of famer he has doesn't have a resume yet and they were bringing up the ring debate first of all if you use a fucking ring debate in the game of baseball yeah, I shut the fuck up <laughs> I agree. like shut up like baseball is one of the hardest sports to win because it's the most random the braves last ask year mike trout yeah ask mike trout who's the greatest to ever do it and he has otani on his fucking team and he can't win yeah. a world series so yeah. like you think I, I said he's a hall of famer i think manny machado is a clear-cut hall of famer i think he's got ways to go Another guy who's got ways to go a little bit. Paul Goldschmidt is another guy who maybe has a little bit of ways to go. I don't, I think Manny Machado is on the right track. I would love to see him win an MVP. I would love to see some of that, like, you know, be the best defender one more year, a couple more years, lead the league in war. You know, maybe could he get to 
400 home runs. You know, I don't know if he gets the 3000 hits. I don't know if he's a 300 hitter for his lifetime. And if he doesn't have those MVPs, maybe he doesn't get in. If Paul Goldschmidt wins an MVP this year, like MVPs are much more valuable in a home run, in a hall of fame debate yeah. than rings are like, I need a, I need a, I need an MVP or two for Machado, but to your point, he's still not old. Like he has all the makings to do so. So, but I want to see that before I say, oh yeah, he's on the right track. Well, you made it might've talked me out of it because I mean, he only, I mean, he has 1500 career hits, 1538, and he's a career 280 hitter. Like though, those numbers as of right now, aren't the craziest things of all time. Like, Maybe, like, as of right now, he isn't, to be honest. I mean, these stats aren't that wild. How right? old is he? He is born in – he's 30. So, what does he have, like, eight years left, right? Yeah, I mean, eight times 200, that's 1,600. So, he'll just get the 3,000 if he does 200 hits a year for the next eight years. That's a lot. I don't know, man. Actually, that is – I think I just talked myself out of it, maybe. <laughs> He's a career 280 hitter. I thought he was like a 320, 315 career hitter. You'd think That's so, fucking too. Wild. And Machado's also slowed down this year. Remember when he was like the NL MVP for yeah, yeah, and right. now like yeah. he's hitting 288 and like yeah. he's got what 20 home runs? How many home runs does he have this year? He has 20. Yeah. He has 20 home runs. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. That's it. And what also takes away is the Hall of Fame for me is that weird ass fucking saying um, that he came out with in a quote this week. For the people that don't know, so Manny Machado just said, like, they, uh, does the, I think the question was, did this series against the Dodgers, like, change or whatever like that? He said, I'm Manny fucking Machado, right? Was that what he said? Something like that? Like, I'm not that worried. I'm Manny fucking Machado. Yeah, like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? That has nothing to do with anything in this series. Like, nothing. So I like confidence. Yeah, I do. I do respect the confidence. I really do. But I, so going into this Padre story, I'm going to start name dropping here. So I was I alluded to this earlier. I'm not going to bring up the whole fucking obviously the stuff that went down. But so I went to Detroit to visit Musgrove um, and he's like, let's go out after the game for drinks or whatever. So we go out after the game and like these units come out of this Uber like I'm I'm I just got there and these units. So I go to I get to this Uber and it's Sean Manaya. Uh, who who's the guy that's huge dude? Yeah, Mackenzie Gore, huge. Nick Ramirez, Joe Musgrove, and that's who I'm just parting with the whole. It was one of the weirdest 
fucking things I've ever seen. Like they're all six four. We had Manaya is a freak, by the way. He's probably one of the and it sucks that he's not having that much success right now because he's one of the nicest dudes ever met. Like when we got to the bar. He just established his dominance, put $70 in the jukebox and said he's controlling the ox the whole night. He did that, paid for drinks for the whole bar multiple times, which is wild that he just did that out of fucking nowhere. But yeah, it was it was crazy. And the next thing you know, Mackenzie Gore's gone. Like, I think I mushed him to get traded to like the Nationals. You hate to see it, but Mackenzie Gore, so by the way. I mean, imagine Luke Voigt, how sad he is after fucking Eric Hosmer said, nope. I would say no to you if I was Eric Hosmer, though. But you will go to the Red Sox? That's the team you okay? The fucking Red Sox? I'd, ray, I'd way rather go to the Red Sox than the Nats. But the, yeah, they're both pretty poverty, though. Like yeah, This season, but you know the Red Sox will be back. I don't know, man. Jaron Duran is terrible. terrible. Can I say that? You can he say that. He stinks out loud. You can say that. <laughs> he stinks out loud. Like, I don't know. Not even that good of a defender. That's like his thing. Yeah, he's not that good. He's not that good. He really isn't, but... One guy that broke your heart, I think, was Jordan Montgomery getting dealt, man. That was weird. Really. Everyone keeps asking me that, and I'm not that worried. What? what was he going to pitch in the playoffs? No. He's doing a little bit better than my guy, J-Mo, though, right? Probably, but if we're looking at the playoff rotation, it's probably Cole, Montes, Nestor, and Seve. You're not scared with Montes a little bit, though? After... Kind of, but not really as the three or the four in that. Like... I love the Trevino <laughs> just throwing Trevino in that trade? What the fuck was that shit? Wait, what do you mean? The Yankee, the Yankees got Trevino. Or not oh, Trevino. Trevino. Oh, I know. How sick is that? That was the most random throw-in in the trade. Ever. It was like the Yankees get Montas, and then I'm reading the rest of the article, and it's just Trevino. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, what? And this the Yankees like... have been so good with bullpen guys. Like, you know that, because they have him for another year, you know they're yeah. going to tinker with his pitch mix and, and get him back to the mid-three ZRA with the A's when he was shoving. Are you are you in on the Guardians? You think the Guardians are going to be a decent playoff? Like, like I think they're going to make the... Uh, they're kind of out of it right now. They got to win the division. Yeah. I do. I, I, I've bought into the Guardians from the beginning of this year, and I was very infuriated with them that they didn't add at the deadline. They didn't do anything. And I'm like, why? You're right there. You won't spend money. Like the owners of the Guardians are the cheapest people on planet Earth. I spend on your team. Baseball. I mean, they could have gone Sean Murphy. Their catcher right now is Austin Hedges, who I, you know, I like. As Bo Naylor. Bo Naylor. Yes. We That's a name. On the podcast, but like, and he'll be up in September and we'll see. He's like, so he, good. He's not a can't miss. He could be good. And I'm not saying he won't be, but he's not can't miss. He's not Francisco Alvarez with the Mets. Oh. He's not Gabriel Moreno with the Blue Jays. Oh, he's let's not that. pump the brakes on Gabriel Moreno. I don't know. He's he, so young. He's so young. He was iffy, though. I mean, he had some pretty terrible at bat. Remember but, Kirk at the beginning? Yeah, true. Kirk was terrible. Actually, there's there's like an old take that I had that Kirk wasn't going to be a good big league hitter that I'm trying to get deleted from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, I mean. The mess. Some time, dude. He was he it was Adley Rutschman, then Gabriel Moreno when catching prospects. Yeah, like, give him a give him a little bit. Prospect I think fatigue he, is such a real thing. He's gonna Guys get traded. Go up so early and they don't perform immediately. Like, oh, he's never gonna work now. And then you're like, wait a minute. Jacob Degrom was good at what age? Twenty six. Yeah. Aaron Judge good at what age? Twenty six. Like Adley Rutschman, we're we're bestowing flowers on him. He's three years older than Julio Rodriguez. He's older than Juan Soto. Like that, that will never be not crazy to me that he's yeah, that fucking old. Like that will the, never. My favorite baseball joke. I think foolish baseball really coined this. It's like 
Juan Soto is going to be so good when he's Adley Rutschman's age. Like that, <laughs> that whole sentence is hilarious. That's, <laughs> that's fucking true, dude. Holy shit. Like he, what? I, and I, the comparison I was trying to make was like, is like, don't give up Bo. Bo Bichette was in fucking Lansing when he, when he was Juan Soto's age in the world series. Like I, people don't get it. Like yep. the casuals don't get it, but I do understand that. But like, we got to talk about the Mets, man. I mean, listen, I, I don't think there's always that saying the Mets going to met, which kind of pisses me off because I think this year they're just different. And listen, I, I have them coming at me, by the way, on Twitter, there was a weird cult of Met fans. So I had Spencer Strider on three weeks ago. My tweet with him, like the episode graphic is his last tweet. So that like, there's nothing else there. So Mets fans are responding to the tweet because after the Strider comment saying like they got lucky and all that type of shit, there is just 15 to 20 Mets fans calling me salty bitch. Like, I'm like, what the fuck are you tagging me for in this? Like, I, I, I wasn't pitching and they're just all calling me salty, sending me memes, cry, cry this, cry that to me. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? Mets fans are the worst fans in baseball. Them and Yankee fans go hand in hand to me and Dodgers fans, obviously. But the Mets, I got to give my flowers to them. They are fucking legit. They are legit. They're amazing. One to nine, no rest besides the catching position. Starting rotation, no real rests. I mean, you could say Tywin Walker, I guess, right now. But, I mean, he shut down a Poverty Reds lineup, so good for him. But, I mean, you got – that won't matter come playoff time. You got Bassett. You got DeGrom Scherzer. You got Cookie Carrasco. They are dangerous. And then you got Edwin Diaz back there who – the best, the best closer in baseball. I know we said Felix, yeah. but Edwin Diaz is like he's unreal. You know who gets no shine if we're talking about the Guardians? Emmanuel Class A is a lower year, right? Emmanuel, oh dude, I was trying to get Jay's Twitter to start a campaign to get him on the Jays. He is fucking insane. And he's like Mariano if he took mega steroids. I mean, he's never going to be as good as Mariano. Nobody will. But I mean, there was a hundred one mile hour cutter. He is otherworldly. He. He he's like a like I said, it's the Cleveland market. No one talks about Jose Ramirez anymore. No one talks about like Fran Mil Reyes, by the way, being DFA'd. What the <sighs> fuck the is that? Not, I have no idea. I actually have no idea what happened there. That I'm, like I'm pretty sure I, I I don't follow the Guardians, but I'm pretty sure like he's like not bad. Like he's a decent. He's had bat. a horrible year this year. Uh, okay, that horrible. that might make more. Yeah, I just thought he was a decent bat. I mean, I, when I he saw is. Fran Mil Reyes get DFA, I was like, "Fucking Christ!" But I know the Jays had to pick up Jackie Bradley. I guess, fuck sakes, uh, him and Zimmer can just hit below two hundred on the bench. Bradley Zimmer, man. But I, we, since the guy's pitching today, by the way, let's talk about Jose Barrios. Um, I see your tweets about him, obviously, and I respect it. I'm a true Jose Barrios, and I made it. I said this, mentioned this a couple of days ago. There's no in between for this guy, and maybe you can oppose. You could back me up on this. He's either the greatest pitcher of all time going seven innings, 13 punchies, or he'll go 2.2, five earned runs, nine hits, zero strikeouts. What the I, fuck? What like what's what what do his advanced stats say? Like, is he throwing his slider more? Like, what's going on with this dude? I have no answer for you. And that's the most crazy thing to me. Is normally I can explain to you what's happening. With two strikes, you see it. He can't get anybody up, but then sometimes he case 13. The <laughs> X stats like agree with what's been happening. Like they're all like, yeah, he sucked and he'll probably keep sucking. Like I have no idea. Like there is, you know, it's not like he saw a big velo drop. It's not like, I mean, 
what I will say and what I've seen consistently all year, and this is what Aaron Nola did struggle with last year, everything's middle. And when you miss middle, middle, it doesn't matter how good your stuff is. Go look at his heat maps on Savant. It's middle. And big league hitters hit middle, middle, no matter who you are. So I would say it's not control because he's controlling the ball. He's throwing strikes. It's command within the strike zone is not to the level that we're used to. But I don't, besides that, like, and that's a kind of simplistic answer. I don't, I don't have anything for you. Yeah. I'm just happy. Listen, I'm just happy. Uh, Charlie Montoyo is gone. Like that's, that was the world series for me like that. Like I celebrated it. Like I just won the world series when he got fired. It was just that I'm just happy. That's all done. It's also Are you, like the blue Jays have done anything since. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're better. Once, they are better. Yeah. Since they haven't got, since he was gone, they're actually like more aggressive and shit like that. But are you part of the Yankee fandom? And maybe you could, I'm going to clip this for Yankees Twitter. Are you part of the Yankee fandom that says fire Aaron Boone? Because I no. see it all over my Twitter page. I see it all over my Twitter page, TikTok, Instagram. Everything. It's always fire Boone. He, this team will never win a World Series with Aaron Boone. I say the same thing, and I never get a good answer. Fire Boone and hire who? <laughs> There's no one. There I mean, really is hire no who. Give me a better manager than the guy who's won in multiple seasons. He's won 100 games. What? When you're, bl- when you're looking at the playoff picture, was Boone the reason that they didn't beat the Astros? No. They ran into a better team. Sorry, that's the reality of the situation. Hearing the Boone shit, you don't hear Boone shit when they're playing well. You hear Boone shit when they're losing. They can't win 162 games. Every team wants to fire their manager. There is no team that has done well after they fired their manager. How are the Angels doing after they fired Joe Madden? You yeah. can say the Phillies and Rob Thompson, but was it really a Girardi problem? Phillies fans would be like, yeah, it was. It was totally. Okay. That's sure. what I say too. It's it's like, never okay. it's not true. It's not Fire true. Fire Boone and hire who is my answer. Like what? Hire who? You I'll want tell you what. Montoyo? There <laughs> that would be the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. If like, the I, Yankees hire Charlie if you Montoyo. You have a solution being like this guy works better with bullpens. Look at this. Like, okay, bring it to me. But fire Boone and hire who? There's no one you can hire. I mean Dude, that and, guy for and me. And they'll was, say we should have gotten Buck Showalter. Okay, sure. That's 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 what I was. But the say. Mets are also they have a pretty good roster. Like <laughs> yeah. their they one, talk? two, three is maybe the best in baseball. I'm so. sick of manager talk. I don't. We nobody truly knows how much they do. Nobody. We don't know if it's all analytics departments shoving numbers and being like, we're going to put this guy in this spot. You do it, or if it's all them, or if it's part feel. We have no real idea. We hear things from the media. They don't also, I'm in the media. Nobody really knows. And of course, I'm not saying like, I'm better than the Ken Rosenthal's. I'm clearly not. I'm just saying that I don't think that they have a better understanding of truly what the manager is doing in today's game. It was different 10 years ago. In today's game with all the numbers, with front offices having such a hold on everything, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh yeah, I know truly what the manager is doing because I don't. And I don't think anybody does. I think they influence below a double digit amount of games a year. Like I, and that's even pushing it. I think like it's marginal. Hot, yeah. It's very marginal. Like I, I just wanted Charlie Montoya gone because he was just annoying as fuck. Always would blame, like would just never really reciprocate blame to anyone besides Yusei Kikuchi. Like that's the only guy you'd blame. That's why I wanted him fired. But in realistically, the manager does fuck all. You just really want, I, I know this from being a, like used to playing. You just want a guy that you want to play for a guy that you like, 
like as a player coach. And Charlie wasn't that guy. And that's what John Schneider is like John. There's a lot of instances you see it in the Alec Manoa situation where he's like uh, putting his hand on his shoulder, all that type of shit. Just being a player coach to me is what matters the most. And like, that's what Charlie Montoya wasn't. And I think Boone is a player coach. That's what I'm saying. Agreed. I absolutely agree with you. All right. So if you're watching the YouTube version of this video, you'll notice Peter's in a nice little draped out fucking multi-billion dollar office uh, in New York City. Is that good? Is that, is that good? You tell me. I'm doing this in my mother's office room. So, Peter, I mean, let's go into the office here. What, what's the deal with the Peter? What, I mean, what's the deal with the office? Maybe tell the people what's going on. Don't get the exact address, obviously. What's going on with the office and stuff? No, absolutely. So, I mean, just baseball, we're growing as a company, but we uh, so we partnered with a media company called Den of Geek. And um, this is actually their office, but like we kind of split it with them because we're under their umbrella. But, you know, we do a lot of recording. So like this recording studio with all the baseball stuff set up. But like there's Den of Geek right there. They work more in the Marvel space. But, you know, you know, we do, you know, half the baseball stuff with them. Um, So, we know, we come into the office and we use it for meetings and stuff. And then we have this great recording studio. I mean, just baseball, man, it's it's crazy. Like it was Aram, Jack and I, who you hear on the Just Baseball show with our guy Colby and we all quit our jobs and we decided to jump on TikTok with the goal of creating a baseball media company. And it is just spiraled into now, you know, we hit our highest traffic on our website, just baseball.com. You know, we, our podcast is, you know, humble brag, like we're top 30 in baseball Um, on Apple. Like we, you know, we've, we have a podcast network of over six podcasts now it's, and now we have an office to kind of record out of it's, it's a dream coming true. I wouldn't say we're definitely not done. So it's not a dream come true. It's a dream loading, I'd say. Yeah, co- verbal meme, like Kobe, job's not Literally. finished. Job's as, not yeah, finished. As, as cliche as it sounds, like it's 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 really what's going on right now. Yeah, just baseball stock. Out of, are you guys going to go public maybe? Maybe I can invest in this just baseball stock. <laughs> It'd be insane, JB. That's a sick JB. ticker. Dollar sign, JB. But let's go into some of the gambling stuff for you, man. So obviously, I think you've been con- – you've been – I don't know if you've been on a heater. I'm not, I don't, I don't remember. Um, how's the gambling been for you? You've been buzzing or what? Gambling's been good. I mean, I'm, I'm up 27 units this year, um, which is, you know, I mean, it's phenomenal, but like there, you know, last season I ended up 15 units and Holy it's funny shit. last season almost felt better because last season it was like this kind of like more slow, like, but this season, it's just I win seven in a row, lose six in a row, win nine in a row, lose five. Like, it's just such peaks and valleys this year. Yeah. So, like, I'm up more. So, like, overall, I've been, you know, almost double the amount. But it just feels so much more polarizing this year. Who's and I've had been, so many more bad beats this year. Who's been your golden goose? For like strikeout props as of late, like who obviously the Degrom just eat, hits it with ease as of late. I mean, they make his total so low. We might never get that low again. For so him. my most profitable pitcher, and he's my king, is Cal Quantrill. Yeah, that's our guy. We talked about that last episode. He's still Always. he's still doing it for you. Really, he's still my guy. Um, who else? Um, I mean, there's there's so many different guys who I love to tell. I've been loving tailing Reed Detmers lately. He's been nasty since he got back. Nasty. Um, who else? You know, I switch around so much. I almost play more matchups rather than like tail a bunch of guys. Cause it's like, sometimes, you. I mean, you know, the game, the guy hits it one day, won't hit it the next. 
Yeah. Like, it's just like, so I more look for matchups, but like, I wouldn't say anyone else besides that has been like, there's more hitters. Like Brandon Drury has been un- incredible for me in the props department. Um, a guy like Kirk has been very good for me. Austin Riley has been really good for me. Jose Ramirez has been really good for me. Like more hitters props. And then like teams have been really profitable. Guardians have been really profitable for me. Um, who's another team? Cardinals have been good for me. Braves have been good to me. Um, Dodgers have clearly been good for me. Um, so there's a lot of teams, you know, the shit teams, like I banned the Phillies, banned the Red Sox. But the White the, Sox the Phillies ban have yeah, the White Sox, they I mean, they've just been awful. Like it's <laughs> it's it's just been ups and downs this year, which is it's it was different than last year. Last year it's like, you know what, I lost, chalk it up to the game. I won, great. This year it's like, oh my god, I just crushed that easily. Or like last Padres first five yesterday, for example. Like Brandon Jury gets a home run robbed, went 400 feet. You know, they get runs on first and third. Jerks and Profar hits 103 mile an hour seed, like caught on his backside, then he throws him out. And then the next inning, they score three runs. It's just like, like that type of shit. It's, it's been infuriating, but it's been better, weirdly. So it's a weird year. How fun has it been fading Patrick Corbin? I mean, that guy. 59 million he's getting over the next two years. I mean, holy crap. Is that the worst contract in baseball? I'm going to say no, solely based off the fact that he's actually pitching. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, they pay Strasburg, who doesn't pitch. Yeah. So at least Corbin pitches. And no, I'm going to give a sneaky one for you. The guy that's the worst contract right now is Chris Sale, who, who gets hurt, who gets hurt riding bicycles. You know so, how many innings he's thrown the past two years? He's had 11 starts. Is that correct? I 48 think. innings he's thrown. That's a terrible contract. Oh, my God, dude. That's a terrible contract. Tough so, extension. Yeah, it's not great, man. Not great at all. So we'll end it off with a couple things here. So obviously, I'm assuming we'll probably get you back on uh, in the postseason. But who's one team right now that the stock is the lowest it's ever been all year that you're investing in? Like the team that you think is going to make a deep run. Maybe it's if it's not even the lowest it is right now, but who's one team you think is going to make a deep run this year in the playoffs that is like people are kind of overlooking? Who I don't know if this team can make a deep run, but I think a team nobody is talking about that has been not healthy the whole year is in our division, the Tampa Bay Rays. Wander Franco still has not returned. Manny Margot is going to come back. A lot of their bullpen pieces. Nick Anderson. They just got Brandon Lau back. Like, the rotation is going to get a little healthier. Hopefully, Shane Boz comes back. Though That team is, you know, they they just lost to the Brewers today. I just think their stock, if I'm looking at a team like that, a team that's stock is really low, that I still believe in, it's the Rays. If I'm looking at a team who I believe – is kind of being slept on is the Braves. I think the Mets have gotten a lot of the shine, but I think we forget that the Braves won the World Series last year and they were a game away in the against the Dodgers in 2021. And they're really, really good. Like, I think that's a team that people are sleeping on in the National League. But if, if you want a team that stock is really low that I still believe in, I would say the Rays. I'll be honest with you, though. I don't like that Iglesias pickup. By the Braves. He's been terrible. Really? Yeah. He pitched yesterday, gave up a game tying double just right off the bat. Like, 
I think he's a guy that's kind of overhyped out of the bullpen. I don't think uh, his numbers aren't really that good this year. I maybe his advanced stats are. I know his strikeout rate's kind of decent. Um, but yeah, I, I don't like that addition to the bullpen there because he's a guy that's just, in my opinion, when I when I'm watching games, it's like this guy's gonna somehow figure out a way to blow this. <laughs> I I don't know what it is. It's him and it's him and that motherfucker Clay Holmes. I don't know what the fuck that dude's been up to as of late, dude. He's been, been struggling. I, but it's, it's, it's season. He's going to come out next game. And, just go. and Rossi Iglesias, to your point, like, you know, they traded away Will Smith, and you've had plenty of those Braves guys on. What's the common thing with the Braves? They're all lefties. Yeah. And they need a righty like that. You know, and Rossi Iglesias, when he's on, is still disgusting. And when he's on, is one of the best closers in baseball. And you add him for Tucker Davidson and Jesse Chavez. Jesse Chavez. He's like, I so like bad. Tucker as like a young arm. Like, we've had Tucker on our podcast. But, like, Jesse Chavez – like yeah. I think you kind of stole him away. You just have to pay for him. Yeah. But I, you know, and he's not he's not gonna be the closer for the Braves. They have Minter, they have Matzik, they have Jansen. Even call McCuskin sick. Yeah. Like they're relying him. on him to be another impact writing, and I think he can fill that role and more. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just think uh I, yeah. If they had I, no closer and they were like, we need Russell Iglesias to be like the lockdown closer, yeah, I'd be a little worried. If they gave up an enormous prospect package, yeah, I'd be a little worried. But they kind of just stole him and then you're not relying on him to be the lockdown closer. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I the Jays had a, such a dog shit deadline, so I, I'm not, I'm not even anywhere near. Like, I, I, I've come to terms, and maybe it just, I gotta understand the process. The Jays are a year away. Like this year is not a World Series or bust year. This year is a playoff or bust year. It shouldn't be a World Series or bust year, especially with like it, that's the kind of perception I get from management and stuff like that because they didn't pick up any massive guy. I mean, Whit Merrifield's a pretty, pretty decent pickup, but. Yeah, that that's the perception that I should have here is like it's a playoff or bust, not World Series or bust. Yeah, the guys are still so young, so so young. Yeah, uh, yeah. So this, by the way, I wanted to mention this. You mentioned the Braves. I genuinely do think the Braves are going to go like NLCS this year. Like I think, I really do think they are. I think, it, I think if it matches up right now, it's going to be them if they win the wild card going up against the Dodgers, right? And maybe you can explain the playoff format too. Do you know how it works? I, I, I I've tried to figure it out for years. Like now. kinda. I mean, it's it's uh you know there's three wild cards in. I think the first team gets a bye. I think there's a one game playoff. Then there's a three game series. And this is off the top of my head. I think this is what it is. Then that team goes to play the number one seed, which would be the Dodgers. So I think it would be Braves Dodgers in the ALDS. Wow. against probably whoever wins the central against the Mets, but you know, whoever has the better record, I think this is the way it is. And then, you know, regular seven game series and then they play each other. Yeah. And, and I was talking about this also is, uh, you know, you're around playoff time when you have that TBS score bug, I would fuck that score bug. I the TBS it. score bug in October during like a Braves versus Dodgers. Series. That's Unreal. just the series. It's just, and then you have like, when you made the playoffs, you've earned the better announcers. Like Toronto yeah. Blue Jays have dog shit announcers. When, or I guess you know Dan Schulman. Dan Schulman was my favorite, but like Pat yeah, Townsend awesome. stinks. But like, <laughs> it's like you know you've earned the playoffs when you have that beautiful TBS score bug in the top right and the better announcers. You've earned Joe Buck, who obviously won't be there anymore, but you've earned better announcers. That's when you know I'm in October. It's like the TBS score bugs there. It's two o'clock in October, and I have a fucking weekday playoff game to watch. That's when you Unreal. know you're there. I wish Joe Buck was here. Damn it. The Joe Buck haters can go fuck themselves, by Agreed. the way. Agreed. 
Those people are the worst. I I genuinely can't believe there's people out there that actually hate Joe Buck. And I have a, I have a a theory on it. It's because you hear him in every single thing you watch. That's the only reason why it's the repetitive nature of it. My two favorite booths. I want to throw this at you. John Miller and Joe Morgan. Yeah. Oh, back in the day. Joe Morgan. Fuck. Unreal. Those two. Yep. And then Joe Buck and Tim McCarver. Tim McCarver. People really didn't like Tim McCarver. And I have, again, no idea why. Uh, you no know who's idea. an underrated guy for me? Bo- Boone Chiambi. I don't know if I'm saying Chiambi? that. Chiambi? Yeah, yeah, we've had him on the Just Baseball show. He's phenomenal. He's the most electric dude I've ever seen. Like, maybe the most electric guy. That guy and Love the Padres that. announcers, uh, Orsillo, or, or I forgot his name. Don Orsillo. Don Orsillo. Those two Welcome are just. Slam Diego. Yeah, they're just the greatest dudes ever. They really I are. Agree. I, I, I agree. Padres fans don't understand how lucky they are with that. But anyways, man. We gotta. I mean, this this is the home stretch here. It's gonna be like tough waters here for Jays. I'm hoping the next time I talk to you, they're in the playoffs. We'll see. I think they uh, will be. Can't deal with Romano uh, not being able to pitch in America, but that's just what <laughs> that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes in Blue Jays land. But I lo- always appreciate you having on, man. It's electric, and uh, yeah, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out for sure. The boys are gonna. The, the people are gonna love this episode. People love when you come on. So uh, you just love to see it. Thanks for doing this, brother. Of course, I got you. We'll definitely be talking soon. Good luck to your Blue Jays. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Officially Unofficial. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Pod and on Instagram at Officially Unofficial Pod. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>